This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Only Friends Podcast. This is episode number 84 on this glorious hump day. 84? Every time I, I say the episode number. I, and, I, and I know every time I say the episode number, you're going to have the same response of every time I you say know, the episode number. You know, whenever I say, like, this is episode number 225, you're just going to be apathetic wow. to it at that point. No. Well, you have to be. Because every number is... Is it a little greater bit, than a the little larger one. than the last, <laughs> <laughs> but at a smaller percentage. True. It doesn't mm-hmm. decrease. So it's, though, yeah, right? yeah, so it's, it's less significant every time. It reminds me that we're working towards something. So you hit the right? milestones, right? You hit the yeah. two fifty, the five hundred, the one thousand, the ten thousandth episode. Every Imagine day, if we do, if we do ten thousand episodes, <laughs> <laughs> God I mean, help me. Every day with you is a milestone, Brian. God yeah. help us all. I don't. Ten thousand is not feasible, right? Oh, it's like thirty years or something like that. <laughs> Forty. It's only that I've been alive. Yeah. We did two hundred fifty a year. Oh yeah, I'm thinking every single day. Yeah. Right. Three sixty-five. Which would be aggressive. Every single day, three sixty-five, ten thousand. Yeah, it's like thirty-three years. We're here, eighty-year-old men. <laughs> He'd be like twenty. I would be. He'd be here, sixty-five years old, telling us be, how old how, how old we are. <laughs> imagine, imagine, like. 40 years from now, we're on the 40th anniversary of the Only Friends podcast. Landon's 63 years old. We still don't have a sponsor. Yep. Just still <laughs> memeing on us for being old. Yep. <laughs> well, you will be really fucking old, so really that's, it's going right. to be warranted. Yeah, so will you. you. Not it as old be, as you. Yeah. I'll <laughs> age more gracefully. Oh, it would really? Be wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to look, I'm going to be the shred, most shredded fucking 80 yeah. year old you've ever seen. Okay. Just guns for days. I'm, <laughs> I'm Asian, so. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'm Asian, so. Yeah, but, that. But there, there's, there's like a day where you just have it all catch up to you at once. Yeah, it won't be then. No, it won't be 65? I'll die before that happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it'll be pretty rare if we all make it 35 years. You think that you're going to die at 30 for some reason. No, I don't. You, I just know it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Anything's it is possible, possible yeah. yeah. Anything's possible. Got to be prepared for when that... It makes you realize, you know... I mean, you don't really is... need to be prepared. No, you just, you just die. die. You just There's die. nothing That's you need to prepare yeah, for. Over. Yeah. That's, is that nihilistic, let's, man? Unless you no, have, like, a no, family or something. Really death, death, should, <laughs> death, death should concern no one. Like, actually, yeah. you know, the, 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 the physical act of being dead just happens. Yeah. What, should, what you should be afraid of is dying. The process of dying yeah, is that's way worse. That's what do you so mean, bad. Slowly dying? Yeah. Well, I mean, most people slowly die, barring an accident or being one of the lucky quickly. ones who dies you, in their sleep. Why do you s- think I eat so much meat? I just want to have a massive heart attack and then be done with it. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you, you heart attacks don't kill people anymore, man. We're too me- medically advanced. The big ones do. Yeah, they yeah. do. I, I, I got a big one for the bro. big one. Yeah. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, as long as I make it to like 80. Can't you just say we're all slowly dying now? We are, yeah. Well, technically, yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. When you're actually dying, it's not. Yeah, it's not good. All right, let's talk about something. <laughs> I actually have more, I actually more have uplifting. A, I don't have a more uplifting <laughs> thought about this, but I do have a question. Like, why isn't there like a a self checkout? Like when you there get to a certain be. age, well, so like they they 
Yeah, there's Michigan I think or, too. Oregon. There's some states where well, it's really silly that it's not allowed. I mm-hmm. mean, when well, you're like. It- yeah, well, because do you understand that when someone's in hospice, they're just taking their food and water away until oh, they yeah, slowly no, trust me. I, I was a caregiver for my Someone grandmother. Like, the way right. that they handle... I think there should be stipulations, obviously. You shouldn't be able to just walk into a place and be like, all right, I'm having a bad to... day. I'm going to go in here. Yeah. But, like, if you consult with your doctor... Right. What, you Multiple know, doctors. Like if, you're ter- if you're terminally ill, and you shouldn't right. have to ride that yes, out. Yes, of course. It's horrible. Yeah, that... Well, that, I, I don't think that's the debate. It's more so like what doctors no, are working. No, it is the debate. It is the Well, somewhat, debate. but it's legal in most states. Or not most states, but some states. Like most Oregon, states, not. Oregon, no, Michigan, et cetera. Uh, but like what Dr. Kevorkian used to do was just like assisted suicide for pretty much anybody who wanted to die, right? Yes. That's not the main argument, though, that it's for. Like, it's not just for like people who like are suicidal. Yeah, no, I don't think. It's I, I think like Dr. Kevorkian was more. I don't think he would just anybody like if. That came to his door, he would. I think it was. Yeah, I don't I think he was doing for people that it was. Or people who have more, like, yeah. let's say, someone has like a condition that makes their life like extremely painful. Right. Like you exactly. know, like they have like they can't like move or without mm-hmm. like excruciating pain or you right. know shit like that. Where yeah. it's just like, what's the process like for? It? I think it's a lethal injection. Yeah, mm-hmm. same as uh, death row. I mean, it'd be so nice. You just drip. They probably give you a ton of morphine. You just mm-hmm. drift off. Mm-hmm. So if you have six months left to live with a terminal illness, it seems that you are yeah qualify. See, if I like found out that I had terminal cancer, I would for sure want to just end it on my terms. I mean, that's such like yeah. a touchy line because now I, I've been in a situation where my mom was given six months to live um, when I was fourteen or something like that. Yeah, and she lived until I was twenty-six. Yeah, so right. It's that's like that. That right. Yeah, it's like you got to trust the doctors. Are right. Maybe that. Maybe they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they and they got your like, papers uh, mixed you know, up with like, We'll give you six else. months. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's also uh, it's also a weird thing. I, I remember this happened in recent past. Might have been a couple years ago. Uh, this girl was terminal, and she had decided her death date. And, uh, like, had scheduled everything, like, did her own funeral, like, kind of, like, lived through it all, went through this whole process. And then when the day came, she changed her mind. She just had, like, cold feet. Uh, And I think that that's kind of the process, or uh, a part of it, too, is that, like, if you're terminal, uh, it's kind of like you're fine until you're not. Like, my grandmother went through this whenever she was terminal. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I was a caregiver for, for like three and a half months. And for the first two and a half, her life was a little bit more restricted. She struggled to like go to the bathroom, like standing up and sitting down was like difficult for her. She struggled to like get in the bath and, you know, day to day things that she was, but otherwise she was of sound mind. She was still living, you know, a relatively reasonable life. You know, I, I think like she still felt alive, mm-hmm. but then one day she was just like bedridden. Yeah. So it's just like I feel like if you're in that position where you're terminal, uh, your mind isn't going to allow you to to like seek death. I don't think. Right. Prior, at least to the yeah, to the being not. bedridden part. Maybe not. Yeah. And you, I was. This all started from being like, wow. You never know really what you're gonna get on this show. I mean, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> could, could you even imagine what we'd be talking about? Right a good now? intro, you know. Yeah. Makes you realize intro. that you're human. Right. So, someone, someone in the chat said, "My doctor gave me four weeks to live, but it was not a diagnosis. It was a threat." <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's good. Funny. That's funny. Oh man. Yeah. Someone's gotta make us laugh when we're all down sad. 
I'm not down sad. Oh, Doc, doctor gave you guys six months to live. He couldn't pay his bills. Give him another six months. That doesn't <laughs> That's not a dad joke. That's a rad joke. That's a rad joke. That's <laughs> I've a, never seen a, a t-shirt game. more fitting for a human being than that exact shirt. Yep. Did you ever think you were going to grow into the dad joke guy? Yeah. Hell yeah. He yeah. knew from day like, one yeah. he was going to be a dad joke guy. I could see guy. him being like eight right. years old and being a dad joke guy. <laughs> I mean... Like dad joke guys, they're they're, they're good born people. that way. They're good people. Yeah, they're sure. good people, right? and they're born that way. Like it's in their blood. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you ever saw like a guy just you know telling dad jokes, you're never like that guy's an asshole. Yeah, that never happens. No, they're always like, <laughs> yeah, I love. I that strive guy. to not be an asshole. Yeah, you are the embodiment of Pittsburgh dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I came from Chico, so yeah, that's, Chico. That's fair. Uh, speaking of Pittsburgh, big day in Pirates history today. Ay, 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 ay. Two, uh, two highlight and low light moments uh, in pirate history. So the first one, we'll, we'll get to the low light. This is the anniversary of Jerry Mills says it's safe. Uh, this was an ongoing hashtag. I think this is what, 2016? Uh, or 2011. 2011. Jesus, man. Time flies. So this was right as uh, the pirates were turning a corner. Uh, I think this was right around when they drafted Kutch. Yeah, and it was being it, born. It was, they, Kutch has already been drafted, but I, I don't think he had been called up yet. Yeah, but, I think um, they were just was his, to, I think thirteen like, was his first full put season. The team together. Yeah, they were beginning to gel. They had the core mm-hmm. in play. You know, sort of like they do every third year or so. Yeah, uh, they had two with the rebuilding two process. Good seasons that, like, good first halves of seasons that completely collapsed in the second half. Before they actually had a good year where they actually made the playoffs. This is one of them. Yeah. And this uh, is what led to that collapse. So this was a 19-inning battle against the Atlanta Braves. Ground ball. Alvarez coming home. And it's not in time. He's called safe and the Braves win the game. Clint Hurdle is going to come out and argue the throw, beat the runner, and the Braves yeah. win 19 it. innings. I think Jerry Mills just had enough. He was like, I'm tired. I want to go home. He's safe. Yeah, I think this was not 2011. Okay, so Pedro came up way younger than I thought. So yeah, this was the core that like started to make the playoff push. Kutch, Pedro, Marte probably came around that time. Um, Polanco a couple years later. I think mm-hmm. he was 2013, I'm guessing. Uh, but yeah, that was obviously one of the most egregious safe calls I've ever seen. I remember, I remember watching it live like this in real, real time. This can't be real. Losing it. Yeah, of course. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, man. Same. Losing my same. Mind. I sat there and watched 19 innings of seven hours of baseball, which I enjoyed. But like, <laughs> to, for it to end like that. Yeah. And then, and then like, it was the spiral effect from that all, exact sure. call. Like, if you don't think baseball is, there's a lot of psychology and, or uh, whatever I'm thinking of, but like, uh, it, it was crazy how like, they just couldn't win after that. Their yeah. minds were fucked. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. over. Hurt. That's how you know you're not destined to win. You just mm-hmm. get. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we as Pirates fans all told ourselves as well. Right. Yeah, that's what they right. told we're themselves We're like, too. okay, finally we're putting something together. We got a, a decent team. Nope. That must have been like right around the end of the Jason Bay, Bay era as well. How do they call this? He was, it seems so long ago. Yeah. Like, this isn't even close. I mean, <laughs> he never touched the plate. Wait, it's right like, in front of him. 
<laughs> so egregious. I mean, the runner was like so shocked. He's like, "Wait, what? I won." See, okay, what if the what if the runner? Okay, what if the runner told umpire, "I was out." Do you think they, the game keeps going or no? No, it's of over? course not. Nah, he wanted to go home. Yeah. <laughs> no, once he calls him safe, I don't think. They, they're like, no, they you got me. I mean, yeah. I think that they might. Well, they would never reverse that call because it's clearly his call, and nobody else mm -hmm. has a better vantage point than the guy literally standing over top of the plate. But <laughs> it sounds uh, like someone else could have had a better I do think that point. they'll overturn calls that are. Like kind of in no man's land. This was a little obviously bit more before often. reviewable yeah. plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but <laughs> I'm saying like beyond replay, umpires have yeah. the capability to huddle up and like get a call and get right. It right, yeah, for sure. Um, but that would be done more so like with a bot call <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. on the, the the pitcher or something like that. Yeah. Something that's kind of like more no man's land. Right. It's like the uh, Gatorade commercial where like the kid like steps out of bounds and like they get the ball to the yeah. team and he's like, I touched a coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I was like, let's play ball. Team's like, what the fuck are you doing? Doing, bro. Like, like, yeah, sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody ever does that. Yeah, sportsmanship second, winning Somebody first. said um, <laughs> Pittsburgh baseball talk is sulfur wise instrument of choice to euthanize its audience. <laughs> <laughs> Consider us the doctor. Uh, That's one man's opinion. Dr. Kevorkian's of, of podcasting. Yeah. I mean, um, at least if you're going to talk sports, can you show me photos so I can tell you if they're yeah, hot or not? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no good video there, yeah. You know who is hot? Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a baseball player, I know. He is a good looking man. He, he is hot. Mm -hmm. He's looking he, for a home? Yeah. Okay, should what? we move He's him in? He's looking for a home. 49 is <laughs> a shop. Yeah, shop. Maybe he can buy our house. Yeah, there's a seat next to you. We can have him go on the uh, podcast. Me and him are taking Berkey's room, though. <laughs> the fuck you are. <laughs> He's buying it. He's oh, my if husband. he buys the house, you guys can have whatever you want. I'm out. Oh. Um, you go. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy G is <laughs> Jimmy G is really a better looking embodiment of Alex Smith. Like they're the exact so same hot. game manager. Like, they are his, the exact same. They really are. Throw for a buck sixty-seven, two touchdowns and a pick. Wow. Like that's, that's just gonna be your that's, stat that's line. A, that's an Alex Smith stat line. Yeah, hundred percent game manager. We're Alex just gonna keep Smith? it tight, man. Yeah, Every he five wins, yards. Like he wins like eighty percent of his games. Yeah, he's, five he's, yards at a time. Here he we go. It out. Alex Smith had it all fucking figured out. Check you it. know that uh, this this is a weird thing. Uh, you know when Alex Smith went to the Redskins and had his leg shattered, uh -huh. it was on the same. It was on the anniversary. Of Joe Theismann having his leg shattered. That's so crazy. And there, there are like a ridiculous amount of things that line up. Like it was the same date, the same day. They were the same age. Uh, it was the same position that did it. Uh, like the same play. There were all of these universal similarities. Conspiracy. Where it was just like there was a glitch in the sim. And yeah. we just fast forwarded 30 mm -hmm. years and the quarterback had it happen again. Yeah. Brutal. History repeats their, itself. They were playing good, right? They were on like a playoff run that year? I mean, for the Redskins, sure. Yeah, or think. the, what are they now? The Comanches? No, the... Commanders. Commanders. Having <laughs> a tough time. The, the comrades. Yeah. The, the chat comrade. is sounding off about hot or not poker players. And they're, they're saying um, that they think Espen's hot. I, I can see Espen being a very attractive man. He'll be on tomorrow, you guys. That's yeah. true. Those we of can... you who are... We can judge him in person. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know if he's as good pass. looking in person as he is on TV, which I <laughs> you should suspect that he is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know that you're not into sports, but even you will be impressed by this play. I don't think so. But you okay. have to. It, it's remarkable. Jose Guillen throws the ball 400 feet on a rope. Oh, it's off his glove. There goes Nafi around second. 
Let me watch What a fly! What a fly, bro! Now, to be fair, he did get hit in the head with the baseball, causing this entire play. But, nevertheless, he almost overthrew it, too! He almost overthrew it! I think I've watched that one, too. Wow! Baseball! These are impressive feats. That's probably the best throw in Pittsburgh history. And that was probably also the other. I think the best Dave Parker has I think it's like if you put her out in right field and, and gave her a baseball Correct. and just said, "Throw this as far as you can," and it just like and then, fell and right then in front she of her watched feet. that. Well, no, she I would know have perspective of how amazing know, it was. Listen, I know that athletes do amazing things every day. It doesn't right. mean I enjoy watching them. I know. I'm just saying that it would give you more perspective. Of she's she's not what? here. She's not here for the triple X Lux twist. That's she's true. here for the ice dancing. Yeah, okay. I like ice. I like, it's not about the amazing It's a triple feats. axle. I like a they uh, they do amazing thing. things too. <laughs> it's a trip. Either a beautiful show or oh, man. beautiful man buns. <laughs> beautiful man not buns. Not man buns, hair. They're butts. Oh, I thought you <laughs> I don't like man buns in there. Can hair. you explain women's fascinations with guys' derriere? Um, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, Biologically, do you it doesn't it? make much sense. No. Yeah, you slap just it? Touch like, it. Just touch it. Just touch it. it. Because, <laughs> like, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, well, we're attracted to women's well, butts. You know what? The glutes are the powerhouse of the body. Right. The mitochondria right. is the powerhouse so of the cell. So, if he has a weak powerhouse, sure, he's out. Right. I, I, okay. I think it's just a physical. It's part of their the physical body. Like, if you like, girls like other parts of their body, too, like biceps or whatever. Right. So but like, they, but but that's like are, us liking there boobs. Are, there's right. there's touching well, and fondling. Yeah. And I mean, everyone has their there. preference, but. Like arm veins and nice butt. Where my veins at? Arm veins. I mean, a butt is whatever. It does. It, I could like do without it. But when a guy does have a nice butt and he's in some tight pants, <laughs> sure. Not gonna complain. All the more reason you're, to you're trying to get that finger wet. Um, football because they're meaty. They're mean. They're meaty. 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 They've got a lot of meat on those bones. Some baseball players are. You've seen yeah. Daniel Yeah, but they, they wear kind of normal pants. No. No, they wear tight. Baseball pants are very tight. Yeah. Not as tight as football. Uh, well, tight. It football, has, yes, because football is like spandex, essentially. Yeah. Well, they're, they're similar, but you're right. It has changed a little bit. Uh, baseball... Uniforms, I I'm guess. Just here have... to objectify men, okay? Yeah, That's I understand. It. We're here for it. It used yeah. to just be like baseball pants used to be the standard for if you want to see a guy in something tight. Uh -huh. But the uniform has definitely become a lot more lax, where it's more uh, baggy, I guess. Like I'm yeah. thinking back to like when Pedro was still in the league, Pedro Martinez, or not Pedro Martinez, um, Pedro Alvarez. Like he had what looked like sweatpants on. Yeah. He was a big guy, though. I guess it depends on the person. Some, sometimes they're baggy. Sometimes. That was your first baseman, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he got moved to first. He played From third to begin with. Then he couldn't. He turned into Chuck Knobloch. Couldn't, couldn't get the ball Yo, across the diamond. Listen, don't you talk about Chucky boy, all right? <laughs> I remember vividly of him launching ones right over the fucking... It was crazy, man. He, was a... he went from an all-star second baseman to he literally could not make a throw. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> second to first base. I'm, I'm worried about O'Neill Cruz in that sense because he, like, he's... Thro man, he throws some bullets, but some are, like, a lot in the dirt. Yesterday, he threw one over the first baseman's head 
I'm, I'm no joke. It was 20 feet over his head. Sure. Well, when like, you're throwing 99, literally into it'll the net. sail on you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also like 7-4. Like, obviously, it just got away from him. He probably slipped out of his hand as he was throwing it, but it was like 20 feet. There was a... <laughs> the first baseman just looked up like, what do who, I do? Who was the pitcher? Was it Trevor Hoffman? There was a pitcher recently, like within the last 10 years, that he could not make a throw to first base. He was an excellent pitcher. I can't remember if he was a starter or reliever. But oh, they would no, run on him. Um, uh, play for the Cubs. It was on oh, the yeah, Red yeah, Sox. Yeah. Pryor. It was, I, I think David it was Mark Pryor. Pryor. No. Um, oh, my God. Nine's blank. He was on the Red Sox, and then he went to the, then he went to, uh, oh, the Lester. Cubs. Oh, Lester. That's right. Lester, yeah, John Lester. Lester. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. a lefty because yeah. he had no pickoff move. He, he no refused. They would just run on him. Right. Because he couldn't throw to first base. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was crazy. He, he would like get balls hit back to him and run it over to the bag. It was it was the most like infantile <laughs> thing you've ever seen in your life. We're talking about like thir- this guy pitches professionally for a living. He wants hundred percent accuracy. Pitches professionally. This guy has made so infinite much money. money. <laughs> infinite money. He's able to throw sixty feet six inches like on a rope. With precision, but if you hit a ground ball back to him, he just loses his mind. <laughs> I never do that. Oh, he signed man. a six-year, $155 million contract. And he yeah, can't that was like 10 years base. ago. I don't know. Was it that he couldn't throw to first at all, or was it just that like he had no pickoff move? And he no, no. He like, <laughs> I know he wouldn't, he, wouldn't, like, he wouldn't keep a runner on. He, he could, like, it wasn't that his pickoff move was bad. It, it was this. He would just oh. sail the ball. <laughs> Every attempt. Look at this. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that was a good one. There you go. You got him picked off. See? That was back when he was still a Red Sox, though. Here we go. We got him! We got him! What? No. Yeah, it was wild. Oh my it god, was, uh, that's amazing. The human psyche is a fragile, yeah, fragile thing, man. <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, like we don't really see it. We don't really see it come to fruition in poker in such an obvious way, right? Because like throwing to first base as as a pitcher is like so in your face <laughs> and obvious, mm-hmm. and like when you can't do it, when you throw a ground ball to the first baseman, it's just blatant. Like, okay, this guy is incompetent. We don't really see it because poker is so nuanced, right? But, like, just imagine how many people are out there that understand theory really well, know exactly what the strategies are, and just cannot fucking just execute. lose their mind. They like, just can't yeah. do it. Like, they black out mid-hand and find themselves just, like, three-betting a hand that they would just never in a million years play. Mm-hmm. And now they're on the turn, and the pot's just big, and they're like, yeah. well, uh, I guess I have threes, so I run it. No one runs it, man. <laughs> No the one computer runs, runs threes, man. Yeah, but these people aren't the computer. These people clearly make mistakes at the computer. I'm having make. a completely different conversation right now in our chat. How's that going? <laughs> it's, it's great. We're talking about hot poker players and who the chat guys think the hottest. They, they all have, like, male crushes on the poker players. Interesting. Who, uh, who's the leading candidate? Kessler. Kessler's been mentioned a few times. <laughs> Why is that funny? Uh, what? Because Kessler looks like a down bad Larry David. He looks like Larry David if he had no humor or swag. <laughs> well, they have the same hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, they also that. both look like Larry from uh, the Three Stooges. Oh. 
I always wondered, you know, <laughs> you it's get a Three Stooges reference. I'm a little surprised. I mean, I know what the Three Stooges are. Okay, They're, that's like 1940s, 50s, maybe. Yeah, when I was younger, we used to watch a lot of old TV mm. late at night. Culture. My mom was on sleeping pills. Culture. <laughs> sure. Good times, you know. <laughs> yeah, great times. So who's who's the actual hot so, one? So well, you know who mine is. I think they're all memeing. I see Sean D. I, know, I see Mike Ponsing. No, Jungle Jay Man Kuhn. got a couple. He's a good looking um, guy. Jeremy Osmus, he make it? Oh, he didn't. I actually didn't see him mentioned. I mean, I'm surprised. Um, Jeremy Osmus is definitely a daddy. He is. He is a daddy. Maybe he's I'm a surprised Antonius wasn't mentioned because it seems like a lot of men like are sexually attracted to Antonius. No, we just recognize Wait, a good looking man when we see one. Or you want to be one. him or something. No, he's just, he's objectively <laughs> you just, you attractive. You recognize yeah. objective attractive. Oh, so you want to be him. No. no, but that's the same thing with 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 uh, Espen, right? He's yeah. You can objectively just acknowledge that somebody is yeah. objectively attractive. I mean, he looks like Jean Claude Van Damme. Of course, he's he attractive. does look like Jean Claude Van Damme. JCVD. In his heyday. Oh, G Man, he's definitely a favorite amongst men. He has good hair. Well, there's just certain men that like other men really think are so hot. Not hot. Uh, I don't. What do you, okay, whatever. Well, right. it's, it's different because <laughs> no, when like, you say they're hot, that means you're um, like you're. It applies sexual. Sexually oh, okay. attractive. Okay, so yeah. they're handsome. Yes. Yeah, handsome. Yeah, yeah. Just objectively attractive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that there, and I, I've talked about this before, but I think that there's certain men that me, more men find it, not that G-Man is this, but that more men find attractive than women. Matthew oh, McConaughey is one of them, I think. Men are I, so I tell, uh, drooling over I McConaughey. I think that you are, really? are in, the, in the minority on this one. I think Matthew McConaughey is crushing the puss. Like, I'm so I mean, sure he is. He's Matthew McConaughey. But I'm just but saying, like, when you ask, okay, I would like to find a way you to make like a poll? accurately, you make a you know, find us. I think the average bias, woman would would include Matthew McConaughey on in a their short top list. Three? No, but like on a short list, like top twenty. Okay, I that mean, doesn't do it for you. Right there? So many, I can't even think <laughs> of twenty people. Oh come well, on. Lesson. I mean, Doesn't before or right? after he starts speaking, because you if know, it's after, it's automatic W. It's just, I don't know. It's like. Rom-com Matthew McConaughey was like the peak. He's just not my dreamy. Cup of tea, well, maybe. What I realized is some people are, are not going to like certain people that are objectively attractive, right? Oh, someone. Oh, a, a woman said Nick. Like you could say Nick. Schulman. Yeah, like oh, you could so say that Nicks. someone is objectively attractive, right? But you don't. You don't be like, oh, like that. They're not my type. Schulman has swag. I know he really does. When he walks, it looks like he like if you. If you took a video of him walking and you cut the bottom part off, it would look like he was just floating. <laughs> I can see that. He like he, is so. S he does smooth. a really great job with his with his length and height. Like, I think it's easy for a lot of people with his sort of like build to yeah. be lanky and awkward. Yeah, and he's precisely the opposite. No, he's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very, that's a very good he's way very of describing cool. it. Yeah, a lot he's of a cool handsome points. man. What's that? He's a handsome man. Yeah, he's uh he's got a lot of uh I said this before I think he he has he has the um what's his face dating Kardashian? Oh, Pete Davidson. Wow. Yeah, not looks wise. No, he just Pete has like Pete Davidson's. He, he has like swag. But like he him. has the swag. Yeah. yeah. My my mom gave it's us New York. I think it's Go a on. New York thing. Uh, Ian Somerhalder. Who from the Vampire Diaries. Fuck is that? Bob, I can pull up a clip. He's, a good, he's an objectively good-looking guy. You he's, think he knows how to spell his last name? 100%. S-O-M-E-R-H-A-L-D-E-R. 
He's got it. There he is. Damon from Vampire Diaries. Okay. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, he looks like he might like cut out my organs when yeah, I'm asleep, he looks, but like he's a he bad is, boy. You know. Yeah. He, I like his eyes. You've been watching way too much goddamn Bravo, man. So, Ian, if you're watching, my mom is interested. He's a bad boy. Way too much Bravo. You're literally turning into that Andy Cohen dude who hosts all the fucking shows. I love Andy Cohen. He's the man. That's bad boy Brian LaMana right there. The ideal male physique is Bradley Cooper in American Sniper. Ooh, he's fat. He's not fat. <laughs> he's cloudy. He's cloudy. Uh, he looks fat to me. He, Guapo, he was a little thick. He was a thick man. Can you find Bradley He looks like Cooper a guy who's been sniper? like... Pull up the graphic. He's, he looks like... He look, you know what he looks like? He looks like the guy who... He's beefy Bradley. <laughs> he looks like the guy Bradley. who did everything he had to do to get through basic training and then just quit. <laughs> and then just quit. He was like, all right, the hard part's behind me. Give me my beer. He, give me my cigarettes. Look, how, look at that. Look at his... It aw, is very... Like, Wild. Look at, okay, the one of him standing with like walking. Look at his pecs. There's like a shelf. <laughs> like a shelf. <laughs> it is very, it is very insane how like he these uh, actors go through like all these transformations with like their body. He I looks know. like he belongs on In Fisherman. He's so hot. Like he's like that's. He genuinely so looks hot. like he could host a hunting and fishing yeah. show on the weekend. That's, is yeah, he daddy he or zaddy? He's both. <laughs> He can do whatever he wants. It's like uh, like when Christian Bale was like in The Machinist and then also uh, Batman. Uh, that was wild. Like the transformation that he went that through. That transformation was It was like 160 pounds, insane. right? 150 or whatever? Way less. Way like less. 130? Had to be. Well, how tall is he? Uh, uh, it's tough to say because he's an actor, but I would yeah, guess somewhere like in the 60. six foot to six one range. Yeah. I think um, there's certain actors who are like really good at doing all that stuff body transformation yeah like it's Jared just Leto I feel so, like yeah yeah it's just like so crazy unhealthy six feet. it's insane uh yeah. yeah uh Joaquin Phoenix did a oh, lot yeah. of those too yeah but like he he seems like he's just aged so much it has to be a byproduct of just like putting his body through torture and, yeah yeah you know probably the drugs and everything yeah, else Ryan Gosling Bradley Cooper they've both kind of but yeah. are they bad boys they're my favorite. Are they my bad boys, Melissa? They're not bad boys. They're medium boys. They're medium. They're not boys. like Gosling's pretty boy. Yeah, but he is like a fuck boy, pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. You that's can fair. tell he's a fuck boy. For sure. Like Bradley, like Gosling is like fuck. Bradley's Mary. For what it's worth, he did one of the funniest oh Saturday Live skills. skits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he he's a part of one of the funniest Saturday Night Live skits I think that I've ever Gosling? seen. Gosling. Yeah. Um, it became a reoccurring skit that just ended this season because Kate, did Kate McKinnon leave? I think Kate McKinnon left. Um, but uh, I won't do the skit justice, so I'll just describe it. But basically Please it's, don't. uh, these three people who encountered, uh, an alien, um, like, yeah, here it is. They had this alien encounter. And so the two on the right, Gosling He's and, so uh, I can't remember her name. But they were like a couple and they, they described their experience. And it was super pleasant and whatnot. And Kate McKinnon is giving her reenactment. And she's basically just talking about how like she was poked and prodded and, you know, <laughs> cast aside because she's disgusting, whatever. It, it's a great bit. Uh, it originated with Gosling and he was so good in it. But he, I also think he was good because of the same reason why I think Jimmy Fallon was funny on Saturday Night Live. Oh, God. So he, he wasn't good, not, basically. <laughs> yeah, so he, he just was not could funny. not hold it in. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, he just, I think that's funny. He broke mm -hmm. the fourth wall 20 times yeah. throughout the skit. Mm -hmm. 
he's just like you know stumbling through his line and he's a professional actor so it's like to me where's ryan when we need him those parts are are funny who are your number one celebrity crushes i don't i'm 40 i don't have a what do you mean you're 40 you don't have one every time you walk in the living room My, oh she's hot yeah i just see people and i say they're hot i don't yeah, think about I agree them with past that point like when i was like 15 or 20. Okay, who was yeah. your childhood one then? Britney yeah, like Spears. Melissa. Britney people Spears. our age have celebrity crushes. People right. their age right. are just well, okay. well, decrepit and I dying. Mean, mine yeah. are still the same from when I was a teenager. So I have I don't really look anymore I, I was, uh, I wanted to marry Katie Holmes more than anything else Really? Yeah. And then <clears throat> Tom Cruise got her. Ruined her. Yeah. Ruined her. Really he, did. He had her indoctrinated her to fucking Scientology. She lost her mind pre or for yeah. a, a short period of time. She's such <laughs> a good girl. Minute. She was from Toledo, Ohio, those mid Midwestern roots. So you know, is Tom very... Cruise a bad boy? No, oh, he's just an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but if not man. her, then Nicole Schrezinger. Yeah, I'm having a Conrad moment. Scherzinger? Scherzinger. Those are two very different... That's honestly that's a pussy girl. Surprisingly enough, mm-hmm. both Ohio singer. girls. Really? Yeah, she's from I think Maybe Columbus. Maybe you should go to the great state to find. A... I fucking hate Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> the great Ohio. state to find. Me too. Wow, it's like a Romeo and Juliet, but it's the Browns and Steelers. Yeah, right. You exactly. Find your, you exactly. gotta find your uh, Ohio shouty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nicole Scherzinger is yeah. Fly. That's pussycat dolls. Pussycat yes. dolls lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's. Yeah, those are pretty stuff. different types, but. Yeah. Yeah. Nina Dobrev for me, hundred percent. Who? Nina Dobrev. Who that? Who's that? Actress. In what? Bunch mm. of different stuff. Nina. Also Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I love the Vampire Diaries. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. I watch some good TV, Brian. <laughs> you know, I know. That. I know about the. I know about the bad boy. Ooh, <laughs> somebody said Anna Kendrick. Uh, as an adult, she's mm. very high up there on really? my socialist. Cups uh, on yeah. See, my woman one would be Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's she's beautiful. Oh, she's mm-hmm. so pretty. Olivia Wilde, too. Yeah. Oh, Prettiest eyes I think I've ever seen on yeah. a human being. And I'm not like one to I care about I feel like fan eyes. favorites for men are like Emma Watson, Olivia Wilde. Emma Watson doesn't really do it for me. There's so many men who are obsessed with her. She's hot, but like, meh. There's a lot of pretty people out there, man. Yeah. A lot of pretty people. Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, hit me, baby, one more time, Britney. Yeah, because we were like the same age, so it was always... Like, <laughs> I feel like the Britney Spears window is very I, narrow. I think like Britney Spears, like, no, like a little bit after that. So like when we were like 20. Oh, when she, like when she had the snake. Isn't that, yeah. That was yeah. peak Britney. Mm-hmm. This, this is how I know I'm always, right. I've always been a contrarian. Hmm. When everybody was obsessing over Britney Spears, you like Christina Christina Aguilera. loved Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah. Just loved her. She was so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Also, spent some time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, she went to high school. She was there. hot. Wait. She still yeah. is hot. I thought Christina Aguilera was definitely hotter than me. She is still hot. See, that's what I'm saying. 100%. When I, was, yeah. I remember when Always. Jeannie in the uh, bottle came out, I think I was like six. <laughs> she was also more talented. And I let's, was like, let's be clear. In the, I can I imagine was in the a six year old Melissa. Room, and yeah. I'm like, Singing genie in a bottle, and I'm like, you gotta rub me. <laughs> and my, my dad was like, don't say that. <laughs> Stop. I'm like doing the genie dance. <laughs> I was like that the little sister in Mean Girls who's like looking at the TV of the Girls Gone Wild and is like, woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your poor father. I know. Oh, <laughs> That's the same laugh you have when you had Matt's Twitter. No, she turned into Beavis and Butthead. It was, 
it started as a normal laugh and then turned maniacal. What She's happened? like, <laughs> I, I, I think I kept thinking about it. It was like lingering in my head. And yeah. I just... it, it became increasingly funnier. Yeah. To her. And to me. Not funny. to me. And to everyone else involved. Speaking of the Apollo, shout out to to Ryan in the chat. He said Mandy Moore. I think that's mm-hmm. a that's a good that's choice good as well. Yeah. He said Jayla. Oh, Jayla was nice. Jayla's still nice. She looks so good. She really does. It's incredible. She's she might, crazy. She though. might have aged better than anyone I've ever seen. I'm trying to think of somebody else off the top of my head. But Christy yeah. Brinkley was like 52 and looked like mm-hmm. 20. But there are a couple 50 somethings right now that are just like Cindy Crawford. Yeah, was, was aged yeah. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, she's up there. Uh, shout out to Nova Poker Player gave us super chat. Uh, he said this is in honor of Ryan DePaulo. Donated six dollars and sixty six cents. <laughs> yep. Uh, that joke will never leave you, Ryan. Nope. You've you've earned it. Um speaking of young talent, this week on Hustler is Rampage Week. I uh I assumed the worst for the young man. Monday started off rough. Yesterday or today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yep. Today is Monday, uh he was buried. There was a screenshot going through our chat where he had trips and the, the caption was just, what if I told you Rampage folded this on the river to third pot? He had trips and, the, and a flush draw. And, yes, and a flush draw. Oh. Uh, so he was down bad pretty, pretty much most of Monday, but seemed to have made a big comeback off stream, won like 40K, which is good for him. And then yesterday he was big dicking it. Sat with 100k again. We're like, oh no, oh no. Did he not learn his lesson? He hasn't learned his lesson. He's gonna well, get after it. It was weird because at first the title said 50k, and then I looked again and but it was 100k. Be and I was like, Probably because he had to like put more money. Yeah. Well, you guys realize who wasn't there, right? Yeah, You're that's right. fair. It's very easy. You know, life's a lot easier. Yes, I the nuts. When Garrett is not there. <laughs> he did make the nuts against Big Nick Vertucci. This is when poker yep. is hard. Wait, Wait. you called him, what did you just call him? Big Nick. Oh. Vertucci. <laughs> now you're getting even a better price. <laughs> what? You said Big I thought you called him Big Dick Vertucci. I was like, how do you know that? <laughs> no. I like Ethan's aesthetic here this, that he brought to Hustler. He's got like the Wailua hat. Okay, you got it. I like it. Wow. What is it? How lucky is he for Nick to have got the arm top of fucking range here with Ace King? It's difficult to win 125k pot off Nittucci. To the young superstar poker player and vlogger Rampage. Wow, did he just rack up? He just set him packing? This is the biggest winner in Hustler Hustler live stream history. It was one buy and he's gone. See ya. What happened? What happened? Hit the showers. Fall Try again race. tomorrow. But yeah, big week for Rampage. Two for two. It's He's not up. over. He's up uh, near 100K now. The show goes on. The show goes on. Today, I believe they're playing... Is today the anti-game? No, that's yesterday. Yes, I'm not was, sure what Yesterday they're... was the anti-game. Yesterday was the 5 Today might be 2550. Somebody um, said he took $100 off his stack to pay the masseuse before calling. It was more than 100 <laughs> I saw that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like four or 500 That's great. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta make sure your your staff is taken care of before. Well, the, the good news is, Rampage therefore paid for the massage at least. You yeah. know, you got that. You got a free massage. Yeah. from Rampage. 
Get your free get your free tea and biscuits where you can, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. Um, sticking with poker, yesterday was uh, the day for pads to get engagement. He said, "You win the WSOP main event for 10 million, and you have 56 percent of yourself. How much do you tip? 2.025 percent of the prize pool was withheld for staff, which is 1.75 million outside of the rake." which was another 4.1 million, give or take. Would you leave 10%, 5%, 3%, 1%, 0%? Yeah. What are your opinions on tipping in general for MTTs, but more specifically for massive prize pools like the WSOB main? I started tipping like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks like in smaller tournaments, I guess. And... When I started realizing what rake and stuff like that is, like that they withhold money for this, I haven't tipped since. Like I think I gave five hundred bucks yeah. on when I got fourth in the. I have never won enough <laughs> in a live tournament to ever consider tipping. Yeah. When you win the main next year, you'll let us know. I will tip zero percent if yeah, I win same. the main. I think market zero. I think it's zero. Um. Sure, obviously. It's different situationally, I think. Like, if you're someone that's playing recreationally and, like, you have a bunch of money and, like, you're playing for fun and, like, you want to leave something, sure, like, by all means. I would find my favorite dealers and tip them personally, but I wouldn't just, like, leave them, like, a one ball of 100K. Yeah. Well, here's here's another. So most of the the responses said, like, they wouldn't tip. Deeb says he leaves 1% on big wins at the WSOP, which I think is, like, absurdly generous. Yeah, it's very generous. Uh... The real way to frame this is if you go to a large dinner and gratuity is included, do you leave extra? No, because yes. it's included. I do. Sometimes. I know. I Unless do. they're like sick. Okay. Not like sick as in no, like no, terminally. Yeah. If <laughs> they sneeze on you. More, if, more you knew, if you knew that the tips were pulled amongst the entire staff, would, would you not. leave extra? I that would, would, that no. would be less incentive I for give, sure. I give more money because it's better service and it's to that person like okay so here's my take on this uh i i wouldn't leave any i i'd never tip on mtts i haven't tipped on mtt since like 2005 when i started to do the math and learn better um i think that if the staff is not being cared for enough then that's on the venue to charge a higher percentage uh and then us as a community to decide if that percentage is fair or not um now i think that there's a counter argument there that could very easily say like well i don't want a governing body telling me how much to tip i would prefer that they don't take anything and then leave it to the individual to decide but on events as large as the main event uh i don't think you can leave it down to the individual level it's better it's the same as like serving a party of 20 at a restaurant yeah Mm -hmm. you have to include the gratuity yeah um, otherwise, like one person stiffing is just going to ruin the entire thing. So since it's already prefixed and already taken out, I think it's ludicrous to leave any more. Yeah. But the real reason why I wouldn't leave more is due to the effectiveness of it all. So let's say that you leave one percent, a hundred thousand dollars, right? So it's not it's not about like when you, when you say one percent, that seems small. 
but when you say $100,000, you know practically that that's a large sum of money. It's like two years' salary. Right. Whether you are worth $10 million, $1 million, or $100,000, k will always be a, a meaningful and substantial amount of money. Yeah. $100,000 can be utilized uh, in a myriad of ways. It's a windfall. It could be a windfall be for certain people. Uh, but $100,000 can be used in, in a myriad of ways to grow wealth. Uh, regardless of what your current wealth actually is. So right. it's, a, it's a substantial amount of money. Now, my issue is there's probably about 1,000 members of the staff that this tip will be uh, trickled down to. So, so if I take $100,000 of my wealth and now give it as a tip or gratuity to the staff that served me over the entire summer, I've now increased each of their individual bottom lines by $100 an insignificant amount of money yeah. that will change almost no one's not life. Not a windfall. And I know that that yeah, it's not <laughs> a windfall, right? It's, it's uh, an amount of money that could be a windfall to an individual diluted down now to an, insubs- uh, a, a, an inconsequential amount of money. Yeah. Right. And my issue with that is You'd that be better off putting on a hundred K free roll. For hundred, all of them. Exactly. Exactly. It would just be mm-hmm. way better to, to, to like put on a 100K free roll that pays 10 spots and yeah. let the staff play. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. <clears throat> um, and then we film final table at the software wide offense. Yeah. But again, like that's obviously neither here nor there. The main uh, yeah, but it's also just like uh, a, I, I don't want to turn this into uh, an irrational argument of. Uh, like what the $100,000 should be utilized for. Yeah, yeah. It's more so trying to keep it within the framework of rationally, $100 isn't going to impact very many, if anybody, right? right? And that's not to say that the staff isn't deserving of more money. That's not to say that they aren't underpaid uh, or anything of that sort. It's, it's more job. so to say that it's not my responsibility yeah. as the main event winner. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the second place person's responsibility. Because now, obviously, if everybody who final tables gives 1%, now... <laughs> Each person might be walking away with somewhere in the neighborhood of like $600. And that mm-hmm. is meaningful and that is substantial. But this is ridiculous now because if, if everybody at the final table left 1%, now we're talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of 10% of the, the prize pool being tipped, right? Which would be, or, or, so, that, that's, that's too much. It, I'm trying to think like how much of the prize pool makes it to the final table. I think it's like 10% of the overall prize. No, more than that, right? Uh, 10 million. It's Maybe somewhere between two and a half and five percent, probably. It's probably somewhere between like five percent of the prize pool being. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a lot, and it's not up to the person individually. Well, it's a lot, and it's also now equal to or doubling, or sorry, equal to or greater than the actual rake that's already been taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just being taxed twice, and then on top of that, you're being taxed a third time by the government. Yeah. So it's just like you don't want to take these massive once in a lifetime opportunities and continually dilute yourself down because you have a bleeding heart yeah right uh so i think it's like a pretty ridiculous take to put the onus on the players to somehow tax themselves even further like i don't think anybody should be obligated to do anything but if you want to do something like that's on you and like that's great also like people have different percentage of themselves they have makeup they have all these different things so it's like you have 20 percent of yourself and you win the main event and then you tip 10 percent uh, or you tip one percent of the uh, yeah, of you the tip total it from win. Your side, now yeah. you're tipping for all the people that, like without 
their permission essentially or you're gonna tip directly from your own cut then it's like even way more yeah. so or way less if yeah, you're just or doing way your less, piece or, yeah but like um there's also people who have who have makeup yeah have, i just don't who, see who this have like the a, same. a normal maybe it's not the main event but maybe they have a fifty thousand dollar score and they literally get zero dollars from it because yeah. they're in makeup yeah. so it's like you can't tip out and i don't think your backer is going to want you to tip out either yeah. right because that money's going directly to them which is not profit either so i i do think that there's uh something to touch on here because uh, i'm seeing the comments are saying like it's it's bad for berkey to discourage tipping as a whole it's not right it's, i i disagree it's not I, I disagree i think that this should be we should be normalizing not tipping yeah this is not a tipping structure. endeavor yeah, yeah. right Th this isn't you going to get your car washed by some kid and then giving him an extra few bucks this is not you going out to a restaurant like where a they're industry. working strictly for tips yeah right yeah. people who deal the wsop are not working for tips they're paid an hourly they're paid by the down, right? Mm -hmm. This is not a tipping gig. Yeah. Right. The, the WSOP is potentially <clears throat> offloading some of their costs exactly. onto the player yeah. by insinuating that you should tip. It's yeah. like a sneaky way of taking more out of the prize pool than right. they already are. Right. Yeah. So by not normalizing the non-tipping, what ends up happening is a lot of the recreationals who are already taking a bath to begin with are now actually having uh, some level of recouping of their losses and they're being taxed on it. Yeah. Right. They're 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 being socially taxed in a way that yeah. is unnecessary. It's funny because like you take this the stance which I also like wholeheartedly agree with when it comes to like service industry jobs or things other of that nature. That's like not just call it the poker industry. Like we tip very well. I'm not right? nitty when it comes to tipping. Of course. At all. I'm like yeah. minimum. Right. Like even when it comes to like cash games or whatever, like it's still like I can get bad service in yeah. a restaurant, and I'm so still like a 20, 25 percent. My girlfriend guy. hates me because I love tipping so much. Like mm -hmm. it, we play uh, we play poker for a living. Money like moves, and it's just like 20, 25 percent is great. Like you know, it's just always should be that, and mm -hmm. maybe sometimes actually when it's good service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just different when it's a service industry thing versus like a poker uh, thing. Right, you're I, getting, I, honestly, you flee so hard on rake and other right. things. Anyway. I don't even take pride in the fact that I overtip. Like, if anything, I think it's a personal leak of mine. But it's just something that has been ingrained in me throughout the years. Right, Same. it's like as I accrued wealth, my tip went from a dollar per hand to five dollars per hand, and like yeah. that just becomes what I do type of thing. And I don't think it's necessarily even good. I wouldn't promote it. Right. to other people and i wouldn't look down on other people who, who don't who don't do it yeah. right it's just i recognize that i'm in a position to give back to those who are a little bit more in need yeah right and and you develop relationships especially when you're playing in uh the same casino for years on end and you get to know the staff or whatever it's yeah. like you want to take care of them you want to yeah. yeah. give out a hundred to to everybody that you see during the holidays yeah. and like make sure that like it's your little bit uh, it's your little way of being able to give back. It's, yeah. That's not this. No, it's no. not. It's right? a lot of virtue signaling and stuff going on. It's like, oh, like you're going to tip zero when you win $10 million? Like, that's not yeah. how it works. It's like, yes, that's not because how it they've it's... already taken $4.5 off of this prize pool. Yeah. And right. if the mm -hmm. staff needs to get paid more, then WSOP should be doing it. And we. Be transparent should... about it, too. Yes. And also, like, the more people tip over years, the less WSOP is going to pay. Because it's going to average out people's salary to a decent amount. Right. So if the money's going to come from somewhere because they need to run the venue. They need to run, the, run this. So dealers need to be there. So it's, it's just like, yeah, maybe last year was bad. People didn't tip. And now guess what? It's up they to increase the wages. Exactly. Yeah, I so, agree. I, I think that, yeah, I think that if, like WSOP is privy to all of this. We're not. Yeah. So if, if every time 
people went through the cash out and they said, do you want to leave a little bit extra? And the yeses equated to, let's say, an extra million dollars that got spread out, right? Now, all of a sudden, that's an extra $1,000 per person. That's great for them. That's like a bonus. But it came out of the community's pockets, right? So now that's an extra quote-unquote million in rake that was potentially paid mostly by amateurs who don't understand it's normal not to tip, right? Because to them, they still feel the social pressure. It hasn't been normalized yet. And that's a big deal for a lot of reasons. Number one, it lets WSOP off the hook if they want to... If they basically say, like, with that million, that's the correct amount that you guys got. Therefore, we're not going to meet the standards necessary to ensure that you get this every year. We're going to trust the community to pay Mm -hmm. uh, extra. And then number two, uh, it, it... drives people to going broke faster right even if it's just a little bit it's the people that are already losing that are tipping the most right so if they're not bringing in extra income like it's a net negative for the wsp long term as well because you're losing customers based off of their generosity that they're basically being uh, preyed upon the same way that you are whenever you go to the grocery store during the holidays there's a million different things that they expect you to give to at the register right and it's like, it doesn't matter if you went to that same store five days in a row, you're asked five times in a row. Mm-hmm. So there's no reward for your, for your generosity. There's no recognition of it. It's just uh, a take, 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 take type of economy. And it's just like a number like added onto a paycheck. Like they don't even like realize that it's extra right. tip probably. Correct. They're probably just like, just a number that WSOP should be making I was, like. The not. last day I was there, I was cashing out at the window and uh, the... One of the cashiers who I assume was like the, the overseer of the whole thing. Uh, I don't know if like you would consider it a manager or whatever, but like, uh, the, the, well, the people that they call like, uh, when they say double, like yeah. to, to check a payout, like she, it was her. She was, she was memeing about how, I don't know if she was memeing, she might've been serious, but like she was basically talking about how she was like charming people and persuading people into leaving more whenever she was cashing them out. Like, she's like, yeah, like, I had a talk with him, and, like, we got him up from 100 to 600, <gasps> uh, like, to leaving tips and stuff. And it's just like... Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I don't like that it's even an option. Down bad. Right? Like, I don't even like that they ask me, whenever I'm cashing out, do you want to leave something extra? Yeah, I start it- turning my head. I'm like, no. Right? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> want to feel, feel right. bad a little bit. I feel yeah, horrible. I don't want to feel right. social pressure to say no. Yeah. Especially when it's tipping, like man. the person asking me is getting paid an hourly that is probably a lot closer to minimum wage than not. Right. While they're handing me a six-figure cash out. Right. Not understanding that I've lost six figures this summer. Yeah. Right. Right? There, there's such a massive disconnect right. here between... Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. individual events. Yeah, there's, but there's a massive disconnect here between the, the uh, civilian and the player. Right. And all they see is the digit on the screen mm-hmm. and assume that, like, we're incredibly wealthy. Uh, I forget who we were talking to the other day. Um, oh, it might have been, like, when Bridget and Renault were here, yeah. where uh, I think Bridget said, like, well, poker players are really wealthy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, the 1% of 1% have some wealth. Yeah, but we are not wealthy no. in the grand scheme of wealth. No. no. We're, we're bottom of the barrel, and so. our ceiling is relatively low. Poker's fucking small, man. Poker's so small. But it's a good thing. Well, does... Poker in general ceiling is high, but the most like ninety nine point nine percent of people will never be even yes, close yes. to that ceiling. But right. it, but the they think that like the dream is there. That, that, that's what I'm saying in the grand scheme of wealth. When yeah. we start to reach a certain level, uh, you know, call it uh, call the, call the bare minimum like having a million dollars, right? Yeah. Now it's like the best of our best 
start to 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 breach that yeah, yeah. and we're in like the bottom 10 percent of what all Right. wealth is and then you look at crypto and there's like 16 year olds yeah, with like 200 business, million like venture capitalism there's just, right. oh. there's just a bunch of more money elsewhere yeah there's really no path to 100 million in poker no you know what i do no. think um i probably would tip more in an mtt situation though like we're talking like big venues but i'm, I'm thinking like there's a lot of like small places in texas like where you know every dealer you I think come there every i think day. when you can give individual tips to staff yeah right. so this happened uh I, I have tips since 2005. When I final tabled the Super High Roller Bowl, I individually tipped the Aria staff mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I basically said, like, you know, thanks for running the event. You guys did a great job. And, and I left them a meaningful tip, but a small tip relative to my score. Yeah. So it might have been like a total of 5K that I tipped out, but it was like $500 amongst 10 people. You know the dealers that work the event, the mm. the the floor staff, whatever the case may be. It, it, it's the same as like when I was playing in the big game in Ivy's room. Every time the holidays would come around, like Christmas or whatever, yeah. instead of giving uh, a nickel per hand that I won or uh, contributing to the the collective tip that we give to the dealer when they sit or whatever, it was every dealer that came in the box got a hundred, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like this is your th th this is the thank you for doing a good job all year. Here's your holiday bonus kind of thing. Yeah. But again, it's like we're the patriot or the, the, the patrons in this particular instance. We're not the, we're, we're not owners. We're not the, the bosses. We're not the upper management. Yeah. yeah, I think when it comes to cash games, it's a little different. No, of course. Like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm saying we should, we should be generous. Of course, of course. But I'm saying, like, the expectation, which I'm sure for a lot of these dealers, they look forward to holiday tips and, and stuff like that. Like, the expectation is that their hourly will generally be higher and stuff like that. And that kind of sucks, man, because it's like... The same is true of a lot of the players grinding, right? Like their expectation is that their hour, their hourly is going to be a little bit higher during the holidays so that they can do something nice for their family or uh, be a little bit more generous in their inner circle or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think the outliers and like that type of situation come from like more of the um, fun um, recreational that just wants to come play. It's the holiday time and that's they, they tip very well. Maybe. Uh, I think it's probably hit or miss. I think there are probably some that don't even consider the fact that it's the holidays. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're saying like it's less so on the grinder. Yeah, the grinder just mm -hmm. sticks to it. I think the grinder just gives like you know maybe whatever a little something, but like they give their d normal uh, tip amount every single time, and it's it's great. You know, yeah. it's great. How much do you think got tipped overall in like in a numbers figure? This WSOP, if you had to guess, if I had to guess, I think like a million is probably. Because I'm sure that there are some outliers from, like, the main event that left big numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I, yeah, I think, like, a million is probably about right. Like, it's fucking lost, Like, dude. the guy that got sixth or fifth, the, like, there's a couple people at that final table that definitely left a lot of money. I, yeah. There, there's no doubt in my mind, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might be way lowballing it. Yeah, I think... But, uh, I mean, you know, gr numbers, of course. grand total over the course of the summer, it was probably 200 million in prize pools. So, One. maybe 1% was tipped. Yeah. Extra? So that'd be two that's million. Like two million? Yeah, that's wild. How much do you think you've tipped lifetime? Good to guess. Oh my god. Not <laughs> a lot. Oh. Not in cash? Series, just in general. Just in, in cash life. also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. I I did this when I was playing five ten. I was averaging like ten K a year in tips. And that was a dollar per hand. You counted it? Uh I I estimated it. Okay. Like basically if I was for for like a, a ten hour session, I was assuming that I was winning um X you know, pots per somewhere hour. in the neighborhood of like five pots per per hat yeah, or like 10 pots per hour something yeah. like that so i was basically paying like ten dollars an hour over a thousand hours 
in tips. Yeah, well, I kind of just want to never know how much I tip. Of course not. Mm -hmm. You never know because you don't think about it. You just give a couple yeah. dollars every time and then you, you just keep, keep playing. You just forget. And yeah. So like, as I graduated the higher stakes, my tip average went up 5x. Yeah. But my hours probably went down by like 33% or 66%. So I probably played like 400 hours tipping like yeah. 25 bucks an hour or uh, 30 bucks an hour maybe. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10 to 20K per year mm -hmm. over the course of 20 years. A lot. Yeah, no, for sure. Three, 400K maybe. Uh, People forget about that. It's that a big part. tax. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking money. The big, big tax. Wow, that's crazy. I never thought about that like over Yeah, lifetime. no one ever thinks about it over time because you think about it in the moment. It's like, oh, of course, like I just won like a 10K pot. Okay, $5, right? Mm -hmm. Like I win like a small yeah. pot. Okay, $1. Adds up. But it... I mean, I'm not saying I count it because I don't, I don't count shit about fuck. Like, I don't do anything. Like, I don't do my <laughs> But, like, no, I just yeah. know it's a lot of money, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, no, but of course. It's just one of those things. Maybe I should, but that, once again, maybe I shouldn't be because it's. Oh, you shouldn't be because it's the acceptance of the game. Like, it's just mm -hmm. the flow of life. I mean, I definitely have. What does that mean? It's the flow of life. <laughs> it's the flow of life. That's it's, what goes on. I understand what he's saying. Like, I, I, I have that mentality with money, too, in the sense that it comes and goes. Um,. But I think like that I <laughs> think my eyes have been right a little bit more open to scrutinizing the the bigger leaks. Mm -hmm. So like with tipping, it it's just whatever, man. Yeah. Like showing a little bit of generosity, they're not that big of a deal. Yeah. But like having a, a a monthly subscription to something that you haven't used in a year is just sheer and utter leaky laziness. Yeah, yeah. I have a Hulu subscription. Like that's a few hundred dollars a year that like you could just be doing anything else with. Every yeah. couple yeah, months, I, I go start... through and clear that out, and sometimes I'm like. What is this? Yeah. Like, why am I subscribed to this? Why I got a charge for like eighty dollars the other day. I don't even know what it was. Every like, I think every it month, maybe a training thing, but every month I get like emails like paid. I'm not gonna say much money. X amount of dollars for <laughs> subscriptions, and it'd be like a couple of them. I'd be like, why do I still have these? I know. Why? Why am I doing this? But it feels this? good like, yeah, when you, you go through what? and clear it out. It's okay. Yeah, you, you feel like, like you just was made like a bunch of money. Looking at him when he said it, he just like turned beet red. Like fuck, man, that's me. I have like nine of them. <laughs> I know. I just, have, I just know I have a Hulu subscription for seventy five dollars that I've had for six months that I had to use one time that I didn't. I should have canceled and just haven't. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm lazy. For There's six also months. probably a lot of stuff that we, as a group, can be consolidating with subscriptions. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. How many of us here have a Hulu subscription? I do. I do. I have Matt Berkey's. I have a Matt Berkey's. Oh, yeah. We all live in the same house. I know. Of the five of us, oh, or six of us that live yeah. together, five of us that live together, Corey, there's yeah. probably four Hulu subscriptions. Yeah, we yes. don't need to yes. ask. Yes, Corey has we all have a Spotify <laughs> subscription. Netflix. We all have Netflix. We we Yo, you can't tell them. They're going to come after us. No, what do you mean? We're not sharing. We live in the same house. It's on the TV. Right. No, we're the idiots, not the companies. We should be fleecing them. We should yeah, have one of We should each. all be sharing right, every subscription. Yeah, we're, we're paying yeah. 5X markup on the same fucking service. It's because we're lazy. Yeah, we are lazy. Okay, today I'm going through all my subscriptions and I'm going to say, which one of these do you guys have? I'm going to do that today. We, what we should do is, is consolidate everything and just create a general login. Yes. Right. So instead of it being like, you know, Berkey 11, whatever, with my password, it's just literally like... Hamilton House. Yeah. yeah. 
We no, relax. <laughs> Fucking bold of you relax, called Hamilton man. House and it's going away. Well, <laughs> I gotta, I, Landon, I'm gonna let you in first. on a dirty little secret, buddy. Keeping the house? I'm not keep. Well, I don't intend to keep the house, but I have to tell you, I think the window has closed yeah. on yeah. me selling it for what I want to sell it for. Which means that the house is gonna stay. We did it. We, we staying. We're staying we in the All house. Staying in the house for a week. I wouldn't celebrate too much. The realtors are still working very hard, and we will still have a showing every fucking day for it's the next year. Like, I mean, we should have been tallying them every. I, it's I could over probably 20. just go back showing, in the chat and Google and showing. start showing. It's it's well over twenty. For showing sure. tomorrow showing it is ma forcing me to keep my room clean thank god your <laughs> room is disgusting i'm a rat girl i've always been like Everybody, everybody's a always like girl we know look at the freezer <laughs> i can't explain to you how often i have this conversation of like so what about melissa like i mean it's kind of crazy you guys live together she's very attractive like what's the deal and i'm just like she is disgusting. Th <laughs> Disgustingly <laughs> amazing. I was about to be Stop like, what the it. fuck? Because I thought it was like men who were asking about me and you're just like, she's no, no. gross. Oh, sorry. It is men that are asking about you. And I, <laughs> I, I talk you up first. But then I frame it as to like, why? You can't tell them I'm gross. They'll find out. <laughs> it's a compliment sandwich, <laughs> man. Don't tell them at first. Yeah. We have to... I, I give them I give them the the why she's disgusting to me vantage point and then <laughs> that's no, 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 no. listen let me that's finish best wingman ever here yeah. am I right yeah. look why first she's of all disgusting to I me. am the best wingman yeah you are you'll understand uh, but secondly I frame it as that I'm the weirdo like that I'm just intolerant oh, okay. my tolerance level is like right. way too high even though but you know you, do you tell them that I like fart or like no 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 <laughs> now you're just fucking self-reporting like Jesus Christ I don't fart. Right. What do you tell them? I tell them that you have a snake <laughs> and oh. that you let it fucking crawl around in your goddamn bed. Okay, that's fine. And that there's like, you know, things that I'm not willing to compromise in this life. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I keep all the real dirt buried down. Yeah. But now you're just self-reporting. So Some like, of the dirt's already yeah. in the room. Yeah. <laughs> the good news for you is that there are plenty of guys who just do not care. Don't I care. know. Like you're pretty, so at the end of the day, you could shit in the middle of the room, and they would just be like, "Well, yeah, like you lie about." <laughs> no, I don't know. Not She's true. hot, but she shits a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could get away with shitting on the floor. Disagree. You want a prop bet? So. I mean, you, you live in the house. I think I can find you. If you name you. me a good price, Listen. I will shit on the floor in front of a guy I find attractive. Okay, look. I, <laughs> I say apparently there's a market for it. So. I think I think I can find you. Someone that you deem to be a solid seven that would tolerate you taking a shit in front of him. I can see the eyes racing right now. I saw your left eye twitch a little bit too. You're yeah, like, oh. Wait, what do you mean seven. like take a shit in front of him? Like in the bathroom or like walk into the house and take a shit on the floor? In the bathroom. Let's oh, not be disgusting. Oh, in the bathroom. I mean, that's easy. Uh, Most guys are okay with okay, that. Okay, well obviously it's hyperbole whenever I say that you shit in the middle of the floor. I don't poop. think that's true, No, man. they don't. Yes, they do. It's cute and petite. <sighs> It's not. I've seen Scout shit. <laughs> she, of all the... She's the smallest dog in the house. She's the only lady. And she leaves fucking dumps for days that rival any of the bigger dogs. Yeah. She's such a good girl. You know why? Uh, it's why? because she holds it. Like a lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like after you get back from... There's like a lot of memes. TikTok is great for like... The younger people memes but there's a lot where it's like girls will come back from hanging out with a guy for like eight hours and then just like rip ass of course this is your curated timeline yeah like you open tiktok and that's the first thing you say is is, is this girl, girl just farting. like leaning over yeah. like yeah 
some girl's like, I ate these protein cookies, and she's just like farting. You and Jeno. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's the sitcom that we all are just missing. You and Jen Fry. Yeah. In a house, 24 7 cameras. That would be good. The cartoon stink cloud rising. on someday. I would love to have Jeno on. She keeps asking me. She, she texted does. me yesterday. She was like, I'll come right now. She she was to be be on the thing with Jeno, <laughs> the thing with Jeno is that she really knows how to turn it on. Oh yeah. So mm -hmm. like when the camera starts, she's already extremely she's the bold and <laughs> outgoing. She's already outgoing a 10 on the bold and disgusting <laughs> and just like, you know, she's just an 11 to begin with. But when the cameras roll she and you put 12. a mic on, she finds another level of cringe that <laughs> will make your skin crawl. And honestly, like, she gets off on it. I, yeah. <laughs> she definitely does. Like, I know that I've been targeted by her mm -hmm. with specific, uh, like, IG reels or Twitter <laughs> posts or just imagery. You know, the not safe for work stuff that it's never... It's never sexual in nature. It's always like two girls, one cup would be a welcomed alternative type of thing. Mm. You know, it's like <laughs> when I get a message from Jeno, am I expecting a beheading? <laughs> am I expecting a guy getting pissed wow, on? It could literally that. be anything. It's, it's a spectrum. So she, just, she just sends me like meat reels from Instagram. Right. She knows, yeah. the, she knows she, her audience. She knows yep. her audience. Right. She just like, and I'm like, I want to cook that. <laughs> I'm like, that looks great. I Thank get the you. full gamut of yep. like things that she actually thinks I'll find funny. Like, you know, some little kid who's talking like a redneck uh, about stealing a car <laughs> all the way to the, to the other end of the spectrum of things that she's positive will make me squirm. <laughs> like, you know, somebody birthing an alien out of their skin. And it's just like, okay, I don't want to open your DMs because ever. I have to like hire somebody to 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 look through Jenna's DMs and uh, deem if it's something that I should view or not. The real like, reason why you don't want her on here is because Jeno has a catalog of fucking Matt Berkey videos. Oh, that's fine. Oh. She can't show. I mean, what's she gonna do? Walk up to the camera? No. I mean, we'll send no, them to Guapo before. Yeah. You're, you're right in the sense that I've never seen. I, I've never seen a human being attempt to document the low points of someone else's life the way Jeno does with me, and she does it with such glee. Yeah. I, I mean, it's such a smile on her face. Like, I have never eaten a cookie in my adulthood without her there ready to take a photo of it. So true. According to her camera roll, you would think it that is. I am this pig of a human who just lives off of dessert. But yep. no, it's the three or four times a year that I indulge, she's there. She brought the fucking cookie, mm -hmm. like as bait, knowing full well that I'll take it so that she can record. I'm like an animal in the wild, what is right? She uh. She's just testing you, man. She's testing you. No, so it's you not a test. It's not a test. She's out on a deserted island trying to get her camera food, and she leaves the bait out amongst a trap, and I'm the idiot animal that's just like, <laughs> yes. oh, look at that. You could say she's on a desert island. <laughs> That's I, a bad joke. I hate you. That's not a joke. <laughs> the shirt, man. I have to say it. Yeah, it's the shirt that brought it out of you. It, it is. We have best. to have her on, and then we'll consult. Me and Conrad will consult with her beforehand on making a compilation of like Berkey stuff, that, and we'll just play it. 
she, on the pod when she's here. I mean, she had that steak a day picture. That was one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, she has everything. It's the most, it's the most impressive mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen in my life. Her and yeah. Danielle. They just absolutely are voyeurs. It, it's funny because it's, it's, it's when it's when you, when you're like indulging in some sort of sugary food. Me, it's when I'm blacked out drunk. Yeah, when I'm like just like incoherent and just being so obnoxious. And then there's the camera. Yeah, every time. And then it's just like, do you, are you do you want me to stop drinking? Is that why you keep showing me <laughs> these things that was going on here? That's <laughs> the other thing is that there's no part of either one of them. They don't want me to have these mo- like they don't want me to be a better person. They're not doing this to shame me. They're no. doing this out of their own goddamn entertainment. They enjoy yeah. it. Yes. Like they brought the cookie to begin with because they knew <laughs> what would happen. They're like, oh, the gang's getting together oh. this Sunday. Berkey's gonna be there. I got the desserts. Maybe, don't yeah. worry. They sound like they're doing Box the right of crumbles. Thing. Yeah, it's never like one thing either. It's not like, oh, let's put some peanut M and M's out. I know he likes those. Maybe he'll take a handful and we'll really fucking get them no 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 they cover all their bases just in case like i'm having a moment of clarity where i can restrain and say like you know what i'm not gonna have the peanut m&ms you can't that's fine because there will also be a cheesecake and a pecan pie (laughs) and a dozen crumble cookies Uh, and a flight of lizards we did the egg toss yeah that was mine yeah, it was, was my so, 40th. There was a uh, there was a charcuterie board of gummy gummy food and candy yeah. for you. Yeah. They know how to get you. <laughs> that's not what I want. I know that's not what you want. I want boiled chicken and bone broth. Yeah, that's not what you're getting. No, it's not you what I'm getting. You got food that you have food like no, like normal food for like like at, that you didn't even eat. They want me to be human. I don't want to be human. Machine need fuel. Machine need fuel. <laughs> don't give machine 87 unleaded. Turkey's war on food. Yeah. Yeah, I I need supreme. You say this, but like I've never seen anybody love dessert more than you. I That's don't facts. love it. You do. I love loathe it. it. I just succumb no. to it. No, you but you don't it. have. It's to. my guilty you pleasure. Enjoy you choose it. to. It's like okay to enjoy have, things. Like I used to be the same way, man. I told you this. I used to put Sour Patch Kids in Sprite and then drink <laughs> this, 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 this Sprite Sour Patch Kids. It was amazing. It was How so do you much have sugar. teeth. No, the thing is, is like I, I know you say I know you say that it's a choice. It is a and choice. It is, but it's a it's a it's a bending of willpower, and that's why they enjoy it so much. Because I'm so diligent and dedicated no, most you, of the time. No. Jesus, such a, You're so, so humble. Such a on the back. Yeah. You know so what humble. it is? It's because it's because you preach about nutrition, and mm-hmm. they like to catch you slipping. Yeah. I don't preach it's not because oh he's so disciplined. Right. Yeah, well, or maybe he's watching break his discipline. Right. Or maybe for he slips more than he than he leads yes, on. Exactly. To but I don't. Leave. That's right. the thing is that I literally don't. I, I mostly consume fucking uh, watered down meat it. and bone broth and nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's it's no they just know. Buying it. <laughs> I saw you demolish an entire pack of Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a gentle moment. It was a fucking trap. It was just sitting Actually, there for days. Nicole bought those when she stayed. Yeah, and then she just left them there for yeah. days. There's a lot yeah. of these moments, so they're adding up yeah, a you lot, know, huh? they, they yeah. add up. One Ten. moment at a time, it works every time. Maybe it's same. almost as if allowing yourself to have a couple Oreos every now and then no, would lead no, no, to no, no. That's not how it works. It's also package. It's not meetings. how Lana works either. It's I consume what is there. If it's never there, I'll never have it. But if you bring a pack of Oreos, I'm not going to have one. I was the same I'm going to have the pack. I understand pack. that. I was the same. I, I, no, I, I, won't eat the, I won't eat the garbage, though. I, what do you mean? I won't eat the garbage. Like, if there's Oreos there, I won't eat them. Yet. No. 
Yeah, I don't think he would. Yeah, no, he's been really, no but you will he, eat he an entire five thousand calorie pack of macadamias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> macadamia nuts are good for me. <laughs> right. I'm just saying you you're Nature's not to, candy. You're not to the point yet where you will you will succumb to this, but you will get to a point where you've reached like you feel like you are you you feel like you deserve a reward. Is I what will it not is. become you. I don't know what that means. I will not be you in this. <laughs> Nobody said hot Cheetos puffs. Not feeling just, that. <laughs> those, those I would fucking fiend for as a kid Yummy. because they're so fucking good. But now it's like, you know what? I have a goal I would like to achieve and these directly impact my goal. Yeah. So I I will, goal that's what I'm saying. Like so what I'm saying too. is that eventually you'll get close enough to your goal where you'll have a moment and say like, what's an Oreo going to do to me? And then the next thing you know, the, the pack, pack is, is gone. gone. <laughs> and you know, how you'll, you know how you'll rationalize it? You'll say, okay. It won't be here again. That that also this is, is true. Like me and alcohol. But also, you'll just say like, uh, "I won't eat any other calories today." Is this is this okay, addiction? That's a this is addiction. Eating disorder. It's not an eating disorder. <laughs> if you eat three thousand calories worth of Oreos, you should not eat other food that day. Melissa's war on Berkey's eating disorder, and Berkey's war on food. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know Those are the two recurring themes of the. I don't uh, listen. We love you, Matt. <laughs> you are, you're. you're I just want you to enjoy your life. I don't. The thing is, <laughs> do you think I enjoy? I love that for you. you. Do you think I enjoy those days where I eat a pack of Oreos? Yes. I no. think you don't because yes. you no, I'm a are slave so to mean my brain. to yourself. And I'm a, slave I, I'm a complete brain. slave to you the can chemicals. Have a little snack. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like saying you can have a little drink. Right, but you're not. Are you addicted? So you are a, a sugar addict. You mean you have a problem? <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, I mean, I cannot. No, I can't eat one addict. Oreo. You, you could. I've seen you not. You cannot eat sugar. I, I don't do a very good job. So maybe you of, I don't keep it around because I'm more likely to consume. I think we're getting I, somewhere with Berkey. Yeah, I, think I think we're so. getting somewhere. I, well, I'm glad the you first step is admitting that. that you have a problem. Well, I think this is very well. I think it's I think it's twofold. I think one, um, in the short term, there isn't a whole lot of downside to overconsuming something like sugar, right? It's the consistency of it that that brings the big downside. I mean. I feel terrible after I yeah, eat. Yeah, for that for day. A couple, for a few days, I'm, I'm, I'm inflamed. And that's I, my point. When you say I want you to enjoy, it's like I know I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I'm just giving in to these carnal urges. But maybe of, if you like, didn't guilt yourself so hard, you wouldn't keep demolishing I don't. I have no guilt over the days that I demolish it. <laughs> I have physical disgust because I feel like I want to die. Uh, but I know that, like, starting the next day, I'll reset. I'll drink bone broth. I'll go to the gym. Okay, so and, like, why? I'm not going to have any physical... Like, I don't have dysmorphia. I don't think that, like, I eat a pack of Oreos and somehow turn into this fat slob. Okay, so why, when it's there, can you not just let it be? Just can't. Yes, you can. That's I, the lack I mean, of I, discipline. Yes, yes, I could. Yes, you enjoy it. You enjoy being human. No, I don't enjoy being human. You, then you I permit do myself to be human. Then you wouldn't do it. <laughs> what is going on? Well, what, because one, here's my thing. Is this if, is the root of all of it is no, I don't it, enjoy being human. I'm Stop. It was in the context of how he was using it. <laughs> no, but of course, if you know that you can have the discipline to not do it, and if it's there, you don't need to have it, yet you do it anyways, why? Because there's, there's an immediate sense of gratification yeah, to it's it. Yeah, it's dopamine. Yeah. Like, I, if, if you put a McDonald's burger in front of me, I would never eat it. Yeah. But it's because I have no immediate sense of gratification when I do. Right. Like, it's just instant regret. Well, sugar's a drug. Exactly. Sure. One, one Christmas, Berkey ate an entire tray of <laughs> sticky buns. Oh, my and God. Then, the and sticky then, bun uh, bandit. 
<laughs> said to Michelle, he's like, I think I'm in sugar shock. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what do I do? It is impressive. Like, it like, is like quantity of sugar. Genuine concern for his own yeah. well-being. I, I very much have the mindset of like, once you cheat, do it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like don't the fuck quantity around. that you are right. able to Zero consume of sugar you, is like you, impressive. You cheat, the, the Rock does this with his cheat days. Like he doesn't fuck oh, around. I've seen oh, that. so you're the yeah. Rock now? Yeah. No. no, he does. He does. He, he'll have like he'll have like a whole stack of like pancakes with yeah. like syrup all over it. Yeah, that's like the warm up and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's like the warm up. Yeah. He has like a five course meal of trash. Yeah. So then why don't you have? Oh, the rock type of situation like where you have day? your one cheat day and you go hard and that's your it. That's your day. You saw why. <laughs> no, you're no, that was one that steak, was steak a day. A day. Yeah, well, A, I'm not on TRT. Oh so that's I don't amazing. have the luxury of is, it, is this yet. a rock mukbang? Rock, oh, look how good toast. that French toast looks though. He's so What's strong. With the, it doesn't look good. It's it not sliced. It looks amazing. <laughs> he is a big man. He doesn't. Sliced. What does that matter? He's is huge. He doesn't need to slice. Just up. He's gonna sliced. eat it like a burger. They're not sliced. They're just it's straight up bread. It's not sliced, right? No, it's is not sliced. Is this just a hot, deep fried, it's unsliced just... loaf of bread? <laughs> it's literally no. Their individual pieces disgusting. are sliced for sure. No, no, the pieces are sliced. It's not just loaf of bread. It was yeah. literally a loaf. That no. was two loaves that were unsliced <laughs> and battered. That's disgusting. Anyways, not Matt, good. why don't you have that be your day? One day a week, you get to have a The Rock situation. Because I'm not on TRT. Not yet, you're not. But if you can be, no, you I would be. I could be, and you I don't want be. to be. Why not? Because I want my body to continue to naturally produce testosterone. But what if you want? What if you could eat like The Rock? I don't want. It to, that's I mean, that's the thing. I, I think, think you think it's desirable to eat that way. Ways of doing it, and there's different genetics and everything. Like my brother eats like crumble cookies, like twice a week or something and he eat loves sugary stuff and he doesn't eat like healthy but he's like shredded so yeah i, I think what yeah i think the, the clear work? line that i'm trying to delineate between is that this is not emotional hmm. so what is that it? you I, don't have an eating disorder it's a i don't have a love for these type of food i don't have a, a want or desire or enjoyment out of it mm -hmm. it is more so a self-soothing uh, no, 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 it's, it's a temptation okay right like the crumble cookie is the temptress and uh, if it's there at noon yeah. i can pass right if it's still there at 3 p.m i can eat a good meal instead right. but and you, ignore you know it. you have a bad session you when 9 45 rolls around pickleball's been making you mad right you know? <laughs> when 9 45 rolls around it's just like you know it's late night you're a little horny and suddenly somebody that you wouldn't ever consider talking to at noon gets that yeah. What, are you doing? what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, text? Yeah. That's crumble cookie to me. No, it's 945. I, what are you doing? I'm about I don't to eat a dozen. believe you, man. I just don't believe I don't believe this. Why? What do you think know, it is? I know you could do without it. And I you could, know yes, you could you're do right. without it. I know I can. So and you're not you actively trying. Like he, he doesn't actively bring food into the house, right? right. That's there's actively no trying. There's no sugar in the house. But like if there was no sugar, if it if there was crumble cookies in the house and you didn't know it existed, you would have no feelings for it. it here's, here's the thing. It, ha it would have to be one of two things. Either I just completely never have it in the house and therefore never cheat, or it's there every single day. And I go through a phase of eating it all until of you're eating disgusted. it until I'm disgusted mm -hmm. and then eventually come full circle and just say, like, okay, I just won't touch it again. Forever or just until you get probably forever because like, nine forty five. No, I mean probably like <laughs> probably forever at least for for that specific thing. Like when it comes to like McDonald's, I would just literally never eat McDonald's again. Is that that's what like there was a phase? Well, that, that's literally what happened when I was drinking. There were yeah. certain alcohols I wouldn't drink. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a phase where I consumed fast food for a lot. Really, I didn't. But know like that. I would just never, ever, ever indulge in it again because. <sighs>
I don't ever think I would be that hungry. Well, for his own benefit, I'm going to order crumble cookies to the house every day. We and used just to get them nearly descend. every day. Yeah. There I used to get a, so many Twisted Sugar cookies. There was a stint that we were getting cookies. And it happened to coincide day. with when I was bulking. So I had no oh, qualms whatsoever about ones. indulging. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'll go play pickleball like for five ball. hours and then just come home and crush whatever Landon left over. Yeah. <laughs> I she thought I left stuff over. Well, <laughs> we would eat cookies I got and you, I mint guess. NFTs. That was a good time. Yeah. Dude. Oh, everyone my God. Was rich. Everyone I was rich. It. I remember every day I'd be like, oh, Melissa, cookie time? And you're like, ooh, yeah, cookies. I know. I'm so hungry nice. right now. I no, I'm not, I'm not hungry. I can't, eat, I can't eat that stuff. Not anymore. I can see my veins. I'm noticing my veins as now. I'm like, I'm getting older and more and mature. <laughs> so less cookies? I am noticing that I feel the effects of what I consume more. As I've, I'm never I've never I drank. I've never drank. This is my breakfast. But like, I notice, especially with sugar, like I feel the inflammation and I feel the sluggishness and my, the mood. Like, you know, it's just, I don't like the effects it has. I've never drank, but I can only assume the way that I feel after a day of pounding sugar it is, is very, akin to a hangover it is very similar yeah like, like, i mean it's less like less extreme but it th you feel hungover i don't know i feel i feel worse a, like the day after something like that than i do when i get the flu is it like the way you feel when really? you eat when way you worse way worse like you head feel pounding so cloudy too and dehydrated super cloudy and... super dehydrated but like headache to uh an incapacitated degree yeah where like i just can't get it's out of bed wild Is like that yeah. how you feel i can't you, believe uh... how many kids eat so much sugar every day like i grew up eating like so much sugar they start the day off i literally mm -hmm. my mom would put a tasty okay this is like Philly thing. I don't think tasty cakes are like known everywhere. I know they are. Tasty yeah. cakes. Yeah. Okay. It's like a brand, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. So she would put a tasty cake in the toaster oven, and that was my breakfast. Yeah, I mean, every day with lemonade. breakfast foods outside and of lemonade. Like, how did I not feel like shit every day? Because you're a kid. You don't, a kid. you don't know any. You're just used to it. Right? No, you probably yeah. did feel like shit. You probably wanted to I nap by did. 10 a.m. You weren't paying attention I in school. I was cranky all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were you just, miserable. You felt like shit differently. Yeah, I just I didn't know what it felt like to feel good. Everything. Everything commercialized towards breakfast food is like so high in sugar, even to the degree of like the healthy stuff. Like fruit is pushed so heavily in the morning and like I know. It, even so coffee sugary. and uh -huh. like the things that are so supposed to like stimulate you and start your day. Acai bowls are huge in like the LA, like healthy people scene. Those are so much I sugar. Remember, yeah, yogurt. I remember I went to the juice store. Uh, I, went to the, I went to the juice store uh, with a friend. And that store, it's like, oh, like these are these things, they're good for you. There's juice cleanses, this, that, whatever. And I would like read the back and I'm like, you know, there's just like infinite sugar in this. And it's like, no, 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 it's healthy. It's, uh, fine. I'll, it's I'll, fine. I'll end on this because we've been ranting a little bit too long about I this. I can't but fucking take the sugary garbage. When, when I lived with Brian and Brent Hanks, when we first moved out here, uh, the master cleanse was gaining popularity. The mass? Oh what is that? Okay, so Brent did it, and like, he thought he was changing his life. This, now, this was a kid, mind you, who like would smoke six bowls a day. Uh, <laughs> this is he was eleven. He, yeah, he was literally living off of like coffee and donuts. Um, okay, and and weed. So like, he wanted to get his mind right. That was his lifeblood. So Other he, than the donuts, nothing is wrong here. He decides that today's the day. This master <laughs> cleanse is the end all be all to fixing your health, and I was very passionate about fitness and nutrition at that point i was doing a lot of research granted i was very biased in my in my researching so like i didn't know a ton but i knew a fair amount about like how metabolism worked how the body worked and shit like that so the master cleanse 
Well, I don't know if there's anything you can find uh, on the internet about it, but I'll explain it as best I can. The Master Cleanse was this mix of lemon water, cayenne pepper, and <laughs> maple syrup. What okay? the fuck? Now, now, they sold it to you in like a pre-packaged thing where it was already like portioned Made? out for you. Is it, a, mm -hmm. is it a powder or is it a drink? It was a drink. Okay. But the, the, here's, here's the twist. The way that they advertised it and sold it to the consumer was through this infographic. There was a commercial for it. Uh, if you can find the video, Guapo, God bless you. But it would show a cartoon of them drinking the Master Cleanse, right? And it would highlight the maple syrup in, in the drink oh my God. and have it sticking to like your esophagus yep. and the lining of your stomach and all the other stuff. And it would have it like picking up this black stuff. Right, like, like, like clean like out the garbage. cleansing you out. Yes, they were implying that somehow is good for you. that you were filled to the brim with bile <laughs> and that the syrup <laughs> would stick to you, it. You left out a very important part. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for so, this. Before you do all that, you take the drink. You drank this salt water. Salt water yeah. solution. Thing. Like, it was literally just salt it water. Was a, you it was just it. a laxative. It, it would literally just clean you right out. Right, you just like, shit for like, like the you, first. Like, you would drink this, and it would <laughs> come out the other side very quickly, very fast. Yeah, you would just shit for like thirty-six <laughs> hours uh, as a part of the cleanse, and then you. <laughs> and, then you and now the syrup would pick up the remnants. Of all the toxins in your body. It's so ridiculous. Right You're and, disgusted. <laughs> and I'm just like losing my fucking mind. I'm like, Brent. You're poisoning yourself with salt water. That's why you're shitting yourself. You're literally dehydrating yourself and drinking a laxative. That's that's all that's happening. And then the way for you to refuel is to consume lemon and sugar for a two week stretch. Wait, I don't think it was two weeks. Wait, wait did he do? Did it was like he five complete days, it? But still. He, I don't remember. Lamana did it too. No, 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 no. And this is what he believed in the secret. This is what they. This is what. <laughs> when he believed in the secret, he <laughs> was watching yeah. it routinely. You did this too. What you did? This no, too? I contemplated, maybe started it, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." like this is silly. I'm going to get high. Yeah, like what half about a day. Uh, B Hanks Eleven? I, I don't Him think, and think he, for I think sure he did went it. like I think he went like three days, and then was just like, "This is like couldn't do it." It was just like, this is dumb. This feels almost like a torture. Like, it's like a punishment to yeah. do this challenge. And and like, who designed, whoever designed this is sadistic. Whoever designed it made so much money. Yeah. People are so fucking people desperate. People are still doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. People the, are so desperate to just be told, like, this is the one, two, three step to getting the life the easy fix. People want you the easy fix. It's so easy to sell. Right. Yeah. That's why these, these diet fads are so popular. And it's just like, there's always new the easy ones, fix. Right? Do this, this, and this, and it'll be easy, and you'll You don't have to do any exercise. You can like, just sit there, yeah. and your fat will melt off. Mm -hmm. Somebody in the, in the chat said, they're making fun of a lemon and hot water cleanse they do not understand. It's more like a diet thing to reset your body metabolism. Trust me, man. This is a different thing. I fucking understand it. Yeah, it's different I than fasting, I right? completely understand it. The lemon is this supposed to be full of antioxidants. The hot water is easier to digest, therefore your metabolism operates a little bit faster. Yeah, fine. Where's if you want to do syrup? that, if you want to do that during an extended fast of like 24 hours to 72 hours, God bless you. I agree. That's a way to reduce inflammation. When you start consuming maple syrup <laughs> on the idea that somehow this is a healthy endeavor maple or the cayenne pepper or the salt water cleanse, like shut 
Stop it. <laughs> don't tell me I don't understand what's going on. Like, I know full and well what's going on. This stuff is all bullshit. The salt water is literally a, an at-home laxative that you're consuming. It's, it's, you're legitimately reaching small levels of toxicity. That's why you're blasting it out of your ass. And then you ultimately become dehydrated, which is why you have to consume so much lemon water to begin with. None of it is doing what it's supposed to do. Okay, like this is not more than a couple Google searches away. But when you see a fucking infomercial with these shredded guys that tell you that that's how they got there, people were duped easily. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I put a tweet out yesterday that said the biggest lesson I learned between my 20s and 30s is the difference between a hack and a, 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 an optimization process. The former is always sold as an end result. Yeah, yeah. To, to make the uninitiated feel smart. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, this is easy. All you have to do is do this and you're good. Always. It's always like, here's a trade secret right. that mm-hmm. nobody else cares about or no one else is paying attention to. You'll be the genius in your group if you follow these three steps, yeah. right? It's always some bullshit to take a shortcut and skip the entire process in between. Optimization is always focused on the process it's never about the end goal it's more so about just saying like here's a way to optimally live in a manner that will get you a little bit closer each and every day right what, it's not Connor? about the i saw the on that tweet now. um there was a comment from oh, Lang. he, he wants go. to know um, he thinks it's so funny because it's <laughs> such a conrad comment <laughs> i mean no it's not because his sentence is actually uh, coherent that, what did you learn? True. What did you learn between your forties and fifties? I learned not to fold top pair to less than a big blind. <laughs> okay, that's sorry. what I fucking learned. Sorry, Ryan. I, I learned. To set you up I learned not shit. to make a seven-figure mistake. I didn't mean to facing set you up half a big blind shit, bet. Ryan. Yo, yo. The guy's fifty. He's mad. Okay. He's balding right now. Look at him. My he's not God. balding. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? What are we even talking about? Like, I've never seen somebody able to derail a conversation better it's than this guy. It's always Twitter, too. Yeah. Just because well, he's literally the bo- sitting there the on screen. Twitter. I couldn't help myself. At least he got that sentence out, correct? That is true. Yesterday he had a problem. It. Yesterday was no. He, me- no, he memorized it. That's the reason why. Uh, yeah. He was so happy about it. How many times it. you uh, look at that sentence before saying it? It was twice. I looked back. <laughs> I looked once and I looked back. I was like, make sure. It also make sure. wasn't hard for him to remember oh. because it honestly looked like something he could have tweeted minus the, the spelling errors. No, you mean the spelling corrections? Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, sure. There yeah, were yeah, no yeah. spelling errors. Right. Same thing. Yeah. It was it's like true. a coherent Conrad came that. into the chat for a moment and really gave us his thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're back tomorrow. It'll be all poker. We're going to have Espen and Henry Kilbane here uh, to discuss the main event. What's next for the champ? How to win the main event. How to win. The, yeah, he has a how He's to. He's going to give you a hey, hack. Hey, here's a, a hack, hack on how to win, on how to win the World <laughs> Series of Poker main event. Espen's right. in shape. You think he did the master cleanse to win the main? That's going to be tomorrow's headline. Seven easy steps to winning the World Series main event. Wait, how when many days is the main? Is it eight or eight? That is too many steps. It's, right. it's, it's one step. It's one just step. when you're all in for your life, don't lose the hand. That's two steps. That's- <laughs> well, it's actually a redundant step. It's step one A and B. Okay. <laughs> it works. That's Conrad's <laughs> version of one step. Yeah. That was a, con- a Conrad guide to the galaxy. Yeah. It's true, guys. When you're all in. And hey, don't lose your all in either. No, right? I said Obvious. when. When you're all in. Uh, when well, you're all I in. I don't do that. I win my all in and then don't lose my all right. in either. Right. You can lose all ins, like, just, just not for your life. Right. No, yeah, no, that, that's that's reasonable. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll have a deep dive with the champ. We'll talk about his routine, the all champ. all of the life hacks that he employs to get in such 
you know, great regimented shape and... Saunas uh, and smoothies. Yeah, now he's rich. Um, also, before I forget, we still have four seats available for September's Poker Out Loud Academy. That is September 8th to the 11th. August is already sold out. Uh, we'll be running that, I think, three weeks from now. Uh, the 16th to the 19th, if I recall. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if you guys are interested in attending one of these, head to uh, academy.solvefory.io. Uh, if you want to learn more, there's information there. If you just want to check out what the gameplay actually looks like, you can sign up for a free account, uh, free roll access at academy, uh, or sorry, sorry, at solvefory.io. Um, we have the previous Poker Out Loud Academy footage up there, as well as years past Academy footage um, where we were just doing commentary over top. So be sure to check that out. Uh, we'll be back at, let's call it 12.15 tomorrow. We've been pretty consistent at that, that time frame. I like 12.15 because it's really close to 12 and really like also on the same side as 12.30. It's yeah. a nice little hedge. You know if what you it does? If you say 12, it scares people when it's 12.30. Right, exactly. So well, when we say 12.15, we could start at noon, we could start at 12.15, or we could start at 12.30. Exactly. And everybody will accept tomorrow. all three of those. <laughs> exactly. Right? We when you say noon and you start a minute past, you're fucking late. We're just trying to keep you guys happy, man. That's right. We're here Tough for job. the people. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Later. Peace.